so Dapio steals an outfit from a kid as well as the kid's blood. And then like, I guess immediately ingratiates himself with a, a bunch of local soccer players. Abakio is so nice. <laughs> the one time Abakio is nice. <laughs> yeah. It kills him. This is what happens when you're nice kids. <laughs> it's true. And so what happens when you're nice to kids. Yeah. Obviously. Um, although I got to say hats off. Those children look like normal children, not a bodybuilder among them. <laughs> Which is probably why they can't reach that ball. And probably why Dapio's butt's so small. It's true. Araki's trying a different thing. He comes from this town full of non-bodybuilding children. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then Araki was like, fuck that. From now on, ripped children. <laughs> it's like the JoJo's version of like malnutrition. Like he yeah. was like raised he was raised in like this small butted town. And like now we'll just forever have a small butt compared to everyone else. <laughs> the squat is illegal on that island. <laughs> the, the, the runt of the butt litter. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the runt of the <laughs> but it's his his little ass is working for him because he manages to murder one of the the JoJo's. We need to like, do. I still need to make the mug of the ch- number one champion ass haver, yeah. <laughs> and now I can also make one that says runt, runt of, the, of butt the butt litter. litter. Walk up to a straight couple. Which one's the champion ass haver? Which one's the runt of the butt litter? Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we're going to talk to you about bus stops. And Aww. death. And death. The afterlife. We're the JoJo's afterlife. Dead dog hell. Not a, no, well, so this there is, are no dead dogs that we could see. Yeah. That's because this is heaven. Aw, Abakio got to go to heaven. Well, assuming he stays there, this might just be, you know, the bus stop on the way. <laughs> to dead, dead dog, dog hell. hell. <laughs> So that he can know what he's missing. Yeah. So like there's plot. Narancha has his stand taken over by a dying Risotto Nero. Because his stand is a toy, not a stand. So it's made of metal. So it can be exploited. And honestly, that makes sense. So I accept it. Yep. So yeah. So Risotto Fact check. grabs Dapio and like holds him so that he can get Lil Bomber to shoot Dapio in the back a bunch. Do we need a frog death minute? I get because that's right. We didn't talk about this last episode, but last episode, Dapio killed a frog. No, last episode, Metallica killed a frog by putting um, oh right uh, the razor razor blades blades in it. it. And in this episode, Dapio eats a frog to get the sweet sweet blood inside. Drinks a frog. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I guess he bit the frog and then drank it. Mm. Doesn't seem like the best source of blood. (laughs) I really all the time he was like yelling at Nero to give him back his blood. I was like, just drink his blood. He has your blood. Drink his blood. He's not a vampire. But he does it to that kid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he slits that kid's wrist and, and drinks his apparently blood. Apparently drinks the blood. So, yeah. And then sews his mouth shut with a shoelace. Which, like, just Normal behavior. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with the stand. That no. was just I mean, awful. Risotto, just might be, Risotto might be too dangerous to like Drink from. Also, drink I from. bet you that if you tried to drink risotto's blood, you would end up with a mouthful of razor blades. That's yeah, fair. That's right. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, you, might well, you might as well like take your chances with a frog or a kid. Fact right? check. Okay. So <laughs> it's like going to like pull off like a, a pro fascism poster, and you're like to get the razor blades. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he fills his his veins with razor blades for Got sure. It. I find the animation in general is starting to go downhill enough that like we debated whether or not the sort of 
jerky style of animation from when Abakio actually gets punched through the torso was a stylistic choice or just par for the course? It registered with me as a stylistic choice, but I do admit that's because it kind of reminds me of, spoiler alert, when Eris dies in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That's the only thing I know about that game. Right. <laughs> I just had to make sure everyone had that split second to pause. They didn't even know what I was going to say. I'm sure I'm sure someone has like smashed their phone into pieces. They were just like, oh, Elizabeth said spoiler alert. <laughs> Somehow my cousin like played Final Fantasy VII recently and literally did not know that like had somehow missed that like Eris like got up died. to pee or something. No, like do, like actually it missed like it, no missed culturally. Oh, so she was so like, like oh. so it was just hilarious because it's such a joke about spoilers. Yeah, that and it has become such like a meme that like we almost started joking about it with her and then we were like, wait, you don't know anything that happens, right? And she's like, I don't know anything about it at all. Like, <laughs> never <okay>. mind. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, um, I thought that like I know that I've been indoctrinated by like. PS1 game animation style, but it did feel stylistic to me of like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Jerky movement. Sure. Yeah, I got it's you. So dramatic. But yeah, either way, the animation sucks now. <laughs> no, I, I still think. No, it's fine. I still it's think actually parts of it are really pretty. The part from the, from the bus station on, the animation is really good in this episode. I, I do. Think. It gave me the impression that they had been like working on this rather than yes, other shit. Which makes sense. Which, uh, fair enough. Let's talk about this afterlife. All right. Well, yeah. So I guess you get to go back to like one of your favorite restaurants and talk to one of the people you betrayed. <laughs> That's what happens when you die. And okay. Okay. No, actually, here's what I want to talk. Do we want to talk about other things? Because the thing I'm really fixated on. So obviously, so Abakio betrayed his partner and ended up indirectly being responsible for his murder. And that guy's job now apparently is like recycle bin sorter in the afterlife. Yeah, or yeah. like in that the cycle one, bin detective. And like, yeah. there's this one episode of Adventure Time where like one of the penguins is really obsessed with like breaking bottles and just breaks so many bottles, and then they spend like a lot of time like putting the bottles back together so the penguin can break them again. And like that's how I imagine yeah. this guy's job is just like bottle reassembler, right? So that they can be broken, which is for eternity, which is of course very similar to the Kira stuff, the Kira afterlife. Oh, stuff. Dead Man's Questions. So yeah, basically it's like as has been established in Dead Man's Questions, that you have to have a job once you're dead. Mm -hmm. So my question is, is what is Abakio's job now that he's dead? Because I feel like this is what like what happens is you go hang out somewhere and then someone then like, someone shows up and is like, hey. He's. Sommelier? Get to work. He's a stripper cop. <laughs> oh, stripper cop. That's what cop. he was in life, though. You have to be. <laughs> it's different. Mm, it's true. He has to be whatever that. Oh, well, like whatever iron, irony about stripper. Daycare cop. would definitely be. Yeah, he's yeah, probably he going to end up in child so services. He like babysits like. He probably has to like. Like the, the baby that the vampire woman like mom oh yeah yeah, eight, yeah. Well, at the beginning or like in like he has to like go around and like keep certain children alive because they're historically going to be important like ghost. <sighs> that would be yeah. a fucking great spinoff so I he's like the shit out basically of. like the weird imaginary friend of like various children i love oh, that yeah. yeah i fucking love it and they're like no my stripper cop friend yeah, the, <laughs> the, the angry stripper cop imaginary friend who's like a, fine like, do it whatever walk into the street i don't, I don't fucking care and then like at the last minute like yeah. he yanks yeah. him out and like you fucking idiot yeah 
Now that's that's going to be what he does for the oh rest my God. of the time. I think we figured it out. Yeah. We have figured out what a Bakio. So really, you can't be that life. sad that he's dead because no. <laughs> it's going to be great for him. The part where he's at like the restaurant, the bus stop is like black and white, and, and then, then it like, goes as to he color. realizes yeah. that he's dead, it turns color, which is interesting because it's you good. usually kind of think of it the opposite. Yeah, right? I would expect it. But Bakio is going to have a good afterlife. Well, yeah. I also I like the sense that it's like him sort of like coming back to himself in a way because yeah. he sort of like doesn't know what's going on or where he is. He has that. He's got that. Death amnesia. Yeah. Yep. That good old fashioned death amnesia. <laughs> we, we've all we've all been there. Um, Kira certainly has. Well, we all know that's what happens. Yes, obviously. But yeah, back on Earth, I really <laughs> I like the way that everybody just falls apart. Yeah. yeah. It, again, it's, classic JoJo's thing where it's like, well, the rest of the episode is gonna be on grief now. So it's so fucking in. good. Yep. It's yeah. just it is extremely Jojo. Yeah, and like, you know, so we have like Narancha doing his usual like, you know, being the loud crying Histrionics. One. Histrionics, yes. And then we have I love when I love when Bruno bites his lip and, and bleeds. I mean, that's that's a, a fucking classic yeah, yeah, yeah. iconic game moment. Just, that good. is drawn extremely well. Extremely. Yeah. See, I like the degree to like the amount of detail that is in that is like I think you're right. If they were just like all of our resources are going yeah. to, to that be six yeah. keyframe artists yeah. on Bruno's lip bite. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's actually uh, two it's two panels mm-hmm. in the manga. Yeah, uh, yep. one before then one after. So yeah, so the deal obviously like if in case you're you're behind like Bruno doesn't really have blood. Yeah, like he doesn't we, really bleed. We see him not bleed a he bunch. Just of gets times. a lot of holes put in him, and yeah. nothing happens. But he's so uh, gay. Gay about Bakio. Emotional. He, yes. Gay. <laughs> his emotions are, are, his blood is flowing with yeah. emotion. Yeah. So that. Poor Bruno. Uh, Mista's just standing there like, I'm just holding a turtle and. Feeling feelings. Jorno feelings. feels guilty that he can't help. And yeah. then Narancha gets mad at Jorno for not being able to revive Bakio. And then when, when Narancha starts beating up Jorno, Mista pulls him off. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, you stop that. Yeah. Oh. Hats off to uh, Narancha's voice actor. Cause I really think yeah. Narancha's yeah. voice yeah. actor is working overtime yeah. in the scene and he does a great job. Yeah. yeah I really or like, she? I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. They. Good question. Just they. Land on they. They. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Whoever the voice actor is, does a great job. I really like the the fisheye upside down thing. I mean, that's yeah. in the that's in the manga yeah. too. Um, but and the whole the, it's obviously you know oh their world is being turned upside down. That actually is in the opening credits. So when I saw the when I right. saw this op, I was like oh yep, there's the part where Bakio dies because yeah. the world is upside down. Yeah, it's uh, and honestly, it's like I noticed. I was like the clouds are getting prettier. Mm. Oh right, you know, like, yeah. like it, it. yeah, it gets like the landscape. They're drawing our attention to the sky. Yeah, like the landscape starts to get really, really pretty, and then it culminates in those those still shots of like them staring out at the sky, and then the the land where Abakio's body had been, which is now covered in flowers. Right, which of course Jorno like turned his body into flowers. Yeah, which the wiki still hasn't picked up on. <laughs> yeah, the wiki is just like now there are flowers there, which they added for the anime. Um, and I think that they're yellow sultans, which mean like strong will. It's quoted on the wiki as like one of the people who did it made that creative decision, which is a really good creative decision. I mean, I think this this whole scene is great. I, also, like another reason why I was thinking that they were like putting so much animation budget into this is like. All the kind of like slow panning over Abakio's body, his like individual hair strands separated, and like yeah. when Narancha leans over and like all the sunlight is like dappling on his arm, like actually like moving slightly. Yeah, it's just very like beautifully done. I I do I do like I forget if it's at the end of the last episode or during this episode, but when Abakio is like, uh, I have to go back 
15 years, it's going to take me eight minutes, and Bruno's like, do it in five. Like, I just, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's this that's a That's a nice moment. I also, I like how with Epitaph, it's about being able to see, and they even translated as footage. It's about seeing footage in the future, which is basically kind of the opposite of right. Moody Blues's uh, power, uh, yeah. which I think is just, it's just, you know, it's like, okay, we spend all this time, like Abakio, clearly like Abakio and, and Dapio are like the two important characters of this little arc. So, yeah. yeah. And obviously, the animation team really made the choice to like flatten out Dapio's ass because, like, even <laughs> a wide, far distant shot. Of moody blues, I was like, "There it is, <laughs> juicy blues, juicy blues, <laughs> juicy blues." It's just like the, I was just like, yeah, they just really, I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, I also <laughs> I have to say, in the manga, he got the ass budget. Yes, that's true. In the manga, it's it actually was a little more suspenseful and took me a little bit longer to identify Dapio in with the crowd of children because it wasn't colored. And right so, when you right. see the pink hair, you're like, oh. yeah. So it's like it's sort of like. I, at least when I was reading it, I'm because I'm I'm that asshole. It takes me you know 45 minutes to read an entire graphic novel, and then I go back and like look at the art, um, <laughs> like consciously look at the art. But so I uh, I was just sort of click you know going through tabbing through or whatever, and uh, and then Abaki was suddenly dead, and I was like wait, and then I had to go back and be like okay, so like. There he is in the background. There's Tapio. But where's with this? I was like, ah, the bright pink hair. Uh, the boss clearly erased those pages. <laughs> Speaking of, we do see a, a King Crimson use earlier, when, which is how King Crimson gets away with not being, being shot in the back. Um, by, oh, right, because he erases bomber. like half a second. Yeah, and right. yeah, he erases the amount of time that it would have taken for the bullets to pass through his body. So it basically, the bullets just skip from... In behind him to in front of him and uh, and then shoot Nero some more shoot Risotto. That's yeah. actually an interesting like use case for the ways in which like King Crimson is different from like the world. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yes, and also uh, and it's it's a pretty quick animation, but I do like the animation of King Crimson activating uh, when he when he does that. Like it's pretty. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean like. And uh, let's see. Oh, this ends right because they find the death mask. Um, God, I just, I still like, I, they do such a good job of making it so depressing that Apakio dies because yeah. like, he dies. It happens really fast. And then um, I like that they don't keep it like, it's like, no, immediately you see Moody Blues start to just crack. And you see Apakio's eyes go like completely, completely black. Blind. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It's happened so quickly that I, I don't know. Like, I think that it's really well done. I'm trying to think there was like some other thing I mean that like I read or watched oh. or something where like some really dramatic death just happens like all of a sudden and I don't remember what it I was. I think uh, I mean but... just in terms of JoJo's I think about Avdol. Like yeah. Avdol just fucking dies. He's just yeah, gone. But I never gave a shit. Well. So I'm trying to think of like one where I can I guess it is his second death, so you're yeah. just kind of like, well, whatever. yeah, exactly. That's like why. you already had the emotional death with him. Yeah, so right. Okay. I mean, like, and the thing is, is that it's like Araki doesn't like it's not. It still like is important and necessary to the plot and furthers like it gives me more information about Dabio slash the boss. Like even though we've seen him do all these horrible things, it's different than like drained a child of all its blood and sewed its mouth shut so that yeah. it couldn't yell. For um, no reason. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. It's like okay, uh, and then like like his like the sneakiness of like disguising himself around a bunch of kids so that he could get close enough to Abakio in order to kill him because Abaki would never. 
Yeah, like, Abakio's yeah. vigilant. <laughs> vigilant and a good fighter. Like that's yeah, he's that's, one yeah. of the really that's good fighters. He's, he's the strongest, one of the strongest hand to hand. And fighters, which is I appreciate yeah. that that's like is it Naracha who's like, why did he let him get that close? Like yeah. he's just like so mad. Because he was being nice. Yeah. Yep. And like just not paying attention for a second. And because his his guard has to be down while he's using Moody this, Blues. Exactly. And so it's like but I feel like it's like the opposite of because this is like Joss Whedon's favorite thing to do is just randomly murder a character. Maybe it was in Buffy or something. Um, or like, cause they, the thing is, and I say it's a favorite thing to do cause he's done it like multiple times in multiple properties where it's just like, boom, yeah. it's like, well now watch, watch is dead. Now Anya's dead. Now Buffy's yeah. mom is, he's just like, I'm just going to like, I can't think of anything else to do to like have the characters ex- display a range of emotions. And, uh, this is like the opposite of that because again, like yeah. you actually learn about who they're up against and it like it reduces their ranks because now there's only four of them. Yeah, okay. four. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Well, not including the turtle and Trish. With the afterlife stuff, uh, you it's also a character moment for Abakio yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. So. And we get Bruno reaction, which is like further characterizes their relationship, which is nice. Yes, and now Bruno has to be a single parent. Poor baby. I know. Oh. Sucks. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora, Ora, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Bruno would leave for Abakio. 